The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. It has captivated scientists and amateur monster hunters across the world. Since 1976, over 400 people have claimed they've spotted the massive hairy beast that lives in the forests of China, but nobody has photos. Does the Yaren really exist, or is it just camera shy? If you enjoy these episodes and want to hear more like them, follow Unexplained Mysteries free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't miss our Cursed Objects series, also on Unexplained Mysteries, beginning on October 13th. In May 1976, Chen Lansheng was tired. He and his fellow journalists had been driving through China all night trying to get home from a conference. For the past several hours, all Chen could see was the gray road lit up in the glow of the headlights before him. Until suddenly, the car skidded to a stop. Something was standing in the middle of the road. It was tall, hairy, like some kind of gorilla, but also different. The beast stood upright on its two legs, Its face was void of hair and looked almost human. The other journalists in the car stepped out onto the road to get a closer look at the creature. It seemed calm, unaggressive. It totally ignored them. They eventually settled on throwing rocks at the hairy beast just to get it out of the road. The men all discussed the strange creature as they drove on. They had never seen anything like it. One of the passengers thought back to a story he'd remembered from his youth about a large, hairy mountain monster. It was called the Yaren, and it was believed to be a myth. But if it really was a myth, then what had the men seen on that isolated patch of road? In life, there's so much we don't know. But in this show, we don't take we don't know for an answer. Every Thursday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a ParCast original. I'm your host, Richard. And I'm your host, Molly. At ParCast, we are grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. And if you enjoy today's episode, the best way to help us is to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. It really does help. We also now have merchandise. Head to Parcast.com slash merch for more information. You can find all previous episodes of Unexplained Mysteries, as well as all of ParCast's other shows on Spotify and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. 
This is our first episode on the mysterious, monstrous ape man known as the Yaren, also known as the Chinese Wild Man. Today, we'll be exploring the official history of this mysterious creature and some of the key reported sightings. Next week, we'll delve into the theories that historians and experts have constructed to explain this mystery. The legend of the Yaren is rooted in some of the earliest recorded Chinese histories, dating back to around 400 to 500 BCE. This was shortly before the unification of China under the Qin Dynasty. In this era, China came together as an imperial state for the first time. As the governments of the smaller states came together, the rulers decided to compile all of the knowledge they had into a single text. The result of this merging of knowledge was an incredible tome of information called the Shanghai Jing, or the Classic of Mountains and Seas. It was a complete compendium of all the myths, geography, creatures, and spirits that the rulers and scholars of China knew of. It was hundreds of pages long and contained 204 illustrations of mythical figures and Chinese gods and goddesses. This book also contained the first widely circulated illustrations of the Yaren. According to the text, this ancient species took the form of a man or woman, but was covered in thick fur. The original text shows a picture of what seems to be a very furry father and a child holding hands. This suggests that the creatures cared for their young and traveled together, at least until the young were old enough to roam the forest by themselves. The familial pack mentality would be in line with behavior exhibited by most wild mammals, especially the gorilla, which would have been the closest reference the ancient Chinese had to the Yaren. It's important to note that this text was a collection of mythology, geography, and known species. As ancient Chinese scholars genuinely believed in their gods and spirits, they made no distinction between what was real and what was spiritual. Because of this, it's entirely possible that the Yaren might have just been a forest spirit that the rulers of China believed in at the time that the tome was compiled. In fact, a second reference to the Yaren seems to confirm this way of thinking. The Yaren are mentioned again in an anthology of poems called The Song of the South, which dates to the Warring States period in approximately 475 BCE and 221 BCE. In one of the poems, the poet compares the one they love to an ape-like mountain spirit. Most historians believe the mountain spirit referenced is the mysterious Yaren. The creature is once again mentioned in a book called the Urya, written sometime between 265 CE and 420 CE. The text is a bestiary describing the many creatures in ancient China. According to Urya, a wild species lived in the woods of central China. The species looked like a naked, barefoot woman with long hair hanging from her head. They were described as not having knees and traveling in groups. The detail of not having knees is particularly interesting, as this distinguishes the Yaren from normal apes and humans. 
The text went further to describe the behavior the creatures displayed when confronted by humans. They would cover themselves and run away and behave like a savage human. Because of this behavior, the creatures were called yenyu, meaning wild girl, or yepo, meaning wild woman. As the centuries passed, all of these names are believed to have been replaced by yeren, which means wild person or wild people. Mentions of the Yaren are virtually non-existent for centuries following the Qin dynasty, but they pop up again in the 1600s. According to locals around the Shenongja forest at the time, the Yaren were alive and well. They wrote, quote, In the remote mountains of the Fengxian County, there are rock caves in which live hairy men as tall as three meters. But after this instance, there were virtually no noteworthy references to the Yaren for over three centuries. But then, in the 1970s, a mysterious creature was spotted on the roads near the forests of China. It would lead to a national expedition and kickstart decades of enthusiastic searching and theorizing. Global interest in the Yaren began on May 14, 1976. Journalist Chen Lancheng was driving home to Chunshuya from Yunyang with five colleagues after a work conference. They all worked for the propaganda department of Hubei TV station and had decided to save some time by driving through the night. They were traveling through the outskirts of Shenangjia at roughly four o'clock in the morning when their car suddenly jolted to a stop. The driver, Mr. Sai, was stunned by what he saw outside the car. He called to the passengers, pointing something out on the road ahead of them. In front of the car, no more than a meter away, was a bizarre-looking ape standing upright. According to Chen, the journalist's curiosity won out over their fear, and three of them climbed out of the car to get a better look. He later reported that the creature was so close to them that they could have touched it. Chen reported, quote, It was covered in red fur. Its face was human-like with upright ears and protruding mouth. Its eyes did not reflect light like human eyes. Its arms were thin, but its lower half was very thick like a cow, and it didn't have a tail. The journalist stared at the creature for a moment, stunned. Still in the car, Mr. Sai turned on the high beams and began to honk the horn to scare the beast away. The creature continued to stare at the men. They started throwing rocks at it in an attempt to get it to move out of the road. That maybe wasn't the smartest decision. Agitating a mysterious giant ape was certainly a bold choice. But luckily for the men, the creature didn't retaliate. It eventually turned from them and began to walk away with hunched shoulders. According to Chen, the creature tried to climb a slope near the road, but failed. Without a look back, the creature dove into the trees and vanished entirely. The men were left shaken by the encounter. They all agreed they'd never seen an animal like it. Throughout the entire experience, the creature never seemed to get aggressive or angry. Even after they threw rocks at it, it casually wandered away. Determined to prove that their encounter was real, the journalists returned to the forest road the following morning, May 15, 
1976. They drove down the same path until they arrived at the spot. They fanned out of the car and began to look for any sort of clues, footprints, handprints, anything to prove they had seen a real creature. What they found spurred a massive investigation. Up next, we'll reveal the evidence that brought the Yaren to international attention. Now, back to the story. As Chen Lansheng and his journalist colleagues searched the path near the Shenangjia Forest on May 15, 1976, they came across what they thought was the discovery of a lifetime. On the dirt path, they found 20 or so bright red hairs, which they believed belonged to the mysterious creature they'd seen the night before. It's unknown, but unlikely that any of the men thought at that point that they had seen a Yaren. As we've said, the legend of the Yaren had faded into obscurity over the centuries. But the men were convinced they had found something extraordinary. They bagged their findings and quickly reported the discovery to the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Founded in 1949, the Chinese Academy of Sciences is tasked with reviewing all the greatest discoveries in natural sciences in China. There are some conflicting reports about the conclusions the Academy scientists made about the hairs. Some say the DNA in the hairs was unlike anything the scientists had ever seen before. Others report the DNA was similar to a species of primates that lived in the surrounding woods. What we do know is the Chinese Academy of Sciences decided there was enough merit to the discovery to garner a full investigation into the creature. Based on the size of this investigation, it's safe to assume that the Chinese government truly believed these hairs belonged to something unique in the woods. The government-funded investigation saw over 100 Chinese scientists and soldiers from the Red Army descend into the bamboo forest of the Shenangjia. We're not exactly sure why the Chinese government was so interested in hunting the Aran. It's possible they simply wanted to study the creature, since it may well have been a new, never-before-seen mammal. But the soldiers that accompanied the scientists were armed with military-grade rifles with lethal ammo instead of tranquilizers. This might have been for safety, but with that much firepower, it's also possible they were ready to kill the creature. The team was led by Professor Zhou Gojing, a famous Chinese paleoanthropologist who is one of the leading members of the Beijing Natural History Museum. Gojing's objective was to find more evidence of the unknown creature. A key find would be skeletal remains, or even better, a recently deceased corpse that they could study. According to Zhou, in the months of searching, they investigated remote mountain locations and dense bamboo forests, and interviewed the locals. The eyewitness testimony they gathered was almost always consistent. These locals warned about a creature similar to humans in appearance and body structure, with human facial features, but eyes deep and dark like a monkey's. They were usually covered in reddish-brown hair, although sometimes the creatures had white or gray fur. They called it the Yaren. 
Joe and his team scoured the mountain and the Shinonja forest for months, but they found very little beyond some hair and scat samples. There were no skeletons, no deceased remains. That seems to imply that even if the Yaren were in the woods at that time, there weren't many of them. This was a major red flag. Joe theorized that it would have taken a substantial population of Yaren to keep the species alive for so long without anyone finding proof of it. If a Yaren really was spotted in 1976, then there must have been more of them. And if that were true, they must have left behind some kind of proof of their existence. A similar argument is made regarding the non-existence of the Loch Ness Monster in Bigfoot. In order for a species to survive on its own without the help of humans for hundreds of years, it would require a community. A single creature simply can't endure on its own for long. When the samples were studied back at the lab, they yielded equally unremarkable results. The majority of the hair samples that were found belonged to a species of gibbons. This suggested that the hair samples belong to indigenous apes in the area all along. Gibbons are in the ape family, but they're a smaller form of primate at roughly two feet long. They spend most of their lives in trees, and a number of their species can be found in the Shenongja forest. Following his investigation, Joe stated, quote, There is no wild man in this world. I visited every place where the wild man was reported in China. I've studied everything related to the wild man, including hair, skulls, and specimens. All of them come from monkeys and bears. Remember, wild man was another name for the Yaren that was used throughout the 1970s. After this investigation in 1977, the official position of the Chinese government became that the Yaren didn't exist, and any further investigations would be a waste of time and resources. Even though the unidentified DNA in the hairs should have warranted more investigation, the government had no interest in spending more resources on a mission that may only yield proof of a dead species. But that hasn't stopped self-described monster hunters from trying to find the creature. Despite the Chinese government's best efforts to move past their expensive failure, the investigation brought the Yaren to international attention. These monster hunters couldn't help but wonder if the Chinese government missed a spot in the woods. So, in the early 1980s, people from around the world began to roam the Shenongja forest looking for the Chinese wild man. In one particularly outlandish case, one woman claimed she was kidnapped by a Yaren in 1980. She said that she spent 27 days in the Hubei province with the creature. While there, she claimed she was impregnated and later gave birth to a child who had ape-like characteristics. She eventually escaped the woods and returned to civilization and raised her half-Yaren child there. As wild as this sounds, it would suggest that the Yaren, if they are real, are capable of interspecies breeding. Now, the facts in this testimony are extremely thin as everything comes from the single witness's perspective, and there doesn't seem to be any proof that a Yaren-human hybrid has ever walked the earth. 
But this bizarre account is worth mentioning as an example of some of the extreme stories that people came up with regarding the Yaren that helped keep the legend alive. Because of the lack of information, we believe the story is more sensationalism than actual facts. But it goes to show how popular the monster was becoming in the early 1980s. People were desperate to prove the creature was real. And the next official breakthrough in the story happened in 1981. During this time, Yuan Yuhao was working as a park ranger for the Shenangjia National Nature Reserve. He had been a member of the original team of scientists that searched the woods in 1977. But in 1981, he claimed to have seen the creature personally. It was roughly three o'clock in the afternoon. Yuan was taking his dogs out for a patrol with a fellow ranger. When he was about 500 meters into the forest, his dogs started barking. According to Yuan, it was as if they could smell or hear something that was just up ahead. Yuan and his friend climbed up a hillside to get a better view of the bamboo forest when they saw something. It was a creature neither of them had seen before. According to the two men, the creature walked upright. Yuan reported, quote, its speed was very fast, but it was walking, not running. As they watched the creature, Yuan pulled out his gun, intending to shoot it. But his friends stopped him, pointing out that the creature was far enough away that they couldn't know for sure that it wasn't a person. Yuan put down his gun and decided not to shoot. This suggests that the creature looked so human that the rangers had trouble identifying it as a monster. They may have been too far away to be able to tell, but it's odd that Yuan chose not to gather evidence. It wouldn't be the last time that he saw the creature. Yuan made it his life's mission to find it. And in 1995, his work paid off. According to Yuan, he was patrolling in the Shenangja forest, approaching an exposed slope in a valley, when he spotted it, a large ape-like man with reddish-brown hair. Looking through a pair of binoculars, Yuan estimated that the creature was approximately 500 meters away from his location. He also concluded that the creature was sunbathing as it was reclined in the sunlight. Yuan then called out to the creature, he wanted to make it stand up so he could be sure he was seeing a Yaren. The creature immediately stood up and stared at him. After a tense moment, the creature turned away and disappeared into the tree line. Yuan made his way toward the slope where the creature had just been. Once there, he searched the ground for clues. He didn't find any hair samples, but he did find a collection of large footprints. Yuan made a cast of the footprints with plaster and brought his discovery home. The resulting sample footprint was over 15 inches long. The forefoot was over six inches wide and the heel four inches, resulting in a massive flat foot about the size of a bear paw. For reference, human feet are on average two to three inches wide. The creature had no claws, with five toes like a human being. However, the distance between the toes was too large to be human. 
The sample also showed that the creature had, quote, a distinct mid-tarsal pressure ridge. This meant that the creature had a great deal of flexibility in the middle of the foot, similar to a human. The discovery of these footprints once again sparked an interest in the Yaren. To many, footprints alone were enough to prove that this creature existed, but scientists remained skeptical. Without a body or any photographic evidence, China's officials refused to believe that Yaren were real. Despite this prevailing doubt and lack of concrete proof, the interest in Yaren only grew from the early 1980s through the 2000s. During this time, there were over 400 sightings of Yaren from various eyewitnesses. One of the most notable eyewitnesses comes from a lumberjack by the name of Li Guohua. According to Li, he was out on a logging expedition in the woods in the 1990s when he heard a noise in the forest. Li looked up to see a large ape-like creature walking toward him. He aimed a gun at it and even pulled the trigger, but it jammed. The creature paid Lee no notice and ultimately lumbered away. With all of these stories, it's important to note the lack of violence from the Yaren. They're often described as intimidating but at no point do they seem aggressive toward eyewitnesses. They appear to be content to just go about their business. It's clear that the creatures are aware of us, but they aren't as interested in us as we are in them. But Lee wasn't the only eyewitness to have an encounter with a Yaren in recent years. Coming up, We'll explore the man who claims to have seen the Yaren more times than anyone. Now back to the story. In the early 2000s, the monster hunting world was in a Yaren mania. Visitors and theorists from across the globe made the trip to the trees of the Shenangjia Forest to find the Chinese wild man. To this day, there is still no photographic evidence that the Yaren exists. It's largely the tales of sightings that keep the legend alive. And there is one man who claims to have seen the beast more than anyone else alive. In 2005, Zhang Hong was living as a shepherd in Muyu, a forest near the Shenongjia Forest. He knew the land very well, as he had lived in the area for over 22 years. In that time, he claimed that he had seen the Yaren a staggering 19 times. According to Hong, the Yaren have, quote, hairy faces, eyes like black holes, prominent noses and disheveled hair, with faces that resembled both a man's and a monkey's. Over the years, Hong has collected hundreds of hair samples and footprint casts. That said, Despite his many encounters with the Yaren, he has yet to get a picture. It's possible that the creature was always too far away, but in 19 encounters, there should have been an opportunity to capture the Yaren on camera at least once. Lack of photos aside, Hong remains determined to prove the creature's existence. In 2009, he helped to found a research society dedicated to finding the Yaren, called the Hubei Yaren Research Society. 
The Hubei Yaren Research Society is a group of around 200 amateur scientists, hunters, and explorers. Their objective is to find and preserve evidence of the Yaren. The biggest battle for this group has been finances. It's a small collective of Yaren enthusiasts who mostly work in their free time. Funding for such a mission is difficult to come by, especially since the Chinese government maintains its position that the Yaren is a myth and that searching for it is not a worthy use of resources. Despite this sour attitude toward the Yaren, the interest in the Chinese wild man has significantly increased tourism around the Shenangjia forest in the past few decades. The area is now complete with Yaren tours, a museum dedicated to the Yaren, even restaurants that offer Yaren-themed dishes and souvenirs. And in the winter of 2015, the very first photographic evidence of a Yaren might have been caught on tape. Nature enthusiast Yu Jun wanted to capture video of tigers from the local hills around the Shenanjia. So he installed infrared cameras in the woods near his home. A few weeks later, as Yu was combing through his thousands of hours of footage, he came across a very strange sight. For about a minute, his cameras captured a creature. Unfortunately, the creature is too close to the camera to see the entire form, but what can be seen is bizarre. Yu's footage shows an arm covered in a layer of long, thick fur. The limb is definitely too long to belong to a bear and seems too thick to belong to a smaller ape like a gibbon. He wasn't exactly sure what he was looking at, but the following day, Yu went to his cameras in the woods to investigate. After a brief search, he found a collection of thick, red hair. Since that fateful day, Yu has been obsessed with hunting for the Aaron. He estimates he has spent over $100,000 in research efforts over the past few years. Since 2015, Yu has found what he believes are Yaren dens, they are clumps of twigs on the ground that have been formed into a makeshift nest. He claims to have found 10 to 20 of these dens and dozens of hair samples throughout the forest, but none of them contain any other evidence of the Aaron. According to used tests, these hair samples don't belong to any known animals. The closest mitochondrial DNA belongs to humans, interestingly enough. That said, these tests were conducted by Yu himself, so the credibility requires more review. It's unclear, but unlikely, that the hairs Yu found were compared to the DNA of the hairs discovered back in the 1977 expedition of the Yaren. If that comparison had taken place, well, the world would probably know if scientists had found new, unknown DNA patterns. Still, Yu is adamant in his discoveries, in justification of his work, you said, quote, We cannot say with certainty that we have discovered all the animals that exist on Earth. Although he is now in his late 80s, Yu is as driven as ever to find more evidence of the Yaren. According to Yu, quote, If I live for a few more years, then I might as well do research for a few more years. But the trouble of finding more concrete evidence remains. 
If the creature that you found in the woods is actually the Aaron, how have they been able to survive this long without discovery? How many are there? And where are they hiding? Is the Yaren the most incredible escape artist on our planet? Are they the result of millions of years of evolution? We'll explore these questions through three major theories. First, assuming that the Yaren is real, we'll consider which ancient species it may have evolved from. Next, we'll investigate ways that a population of ape men could live undiscovered for generations, despite our best efforts to find them. And finally, we'll explore the possibility that Yaren sightings are simply a series of hoaxes. Next week, we pull back the mask of the Chinese wild man. Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. We will be back Thursday with part two of our investigation into the mysterious, elusive Yaren. You can find all previous episodes of Unexplained Mysteries, as well as all of ParCast's other shows on Spotify and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Several of you have asked how to help us. If you enjoy the show, the best way to help is to leave a five-star review. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll see you next time. See you next Thursday. And remember... Never take we don't know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the ParCast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound designed by Andy Waits, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro and Paul Mahler. Additional production assistance by Maggie Admire and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Michael Herman and stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rossner. Mm-hmm.